0: evening. Tonight's Bible reading is from John chapter 10, verses 10 to 18. So Jesus is speaking and he says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. I'm going to pray as Mark and the panel come up and uh, please pray with me. Our loving father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for mission. We thank you for these words of Jesus that say that there are other sheep that are not of this sheep pen, and they must be brought into the fold also. And so we really look forward to hearing what you are doing and what you have been doing through mission this summer.
1: I was going to give you guys the big intro and a bit of a clap beforehand, but that's all right. You guys can join me up here. See you uh, if I don't know you, I'm Mark. i part of the ministry team here at Q, and it is a great honour and privilege to be able to do something uh, tonight which I think is um, really important, um, which is uh, reflecting on people's experiences, uh, especially when they uh, serve God, which for all of us, we serve God every day, and I think the practice of actually reflecting the practice of actually uh, drawing from God what he's showing us, what he's teaching us, what he's doing in us is actually a good habit for life. So I love mission and I love, I've been involved with Red Frogs for almost 20 years and I I think it's uh, an incredible ministry and I love what the guys do at Script Union as well, especially because I go camping and uh, when we're at uh, Bright, which happened this year, our voice went off gave us a little bit of a break because they went with the crew at uh, Scripture Union, which was good, and previously in Apollo Bay, they used to hang out with those guys as well, which is good, and our kids have been blessed, and our family's been blessed, as many families have been, by camping programs, by um, those who serve uh, served at uh, Scripture Union, at Theos's um, Camps, oh, sorry, um, Mission, as, as well as Red Frog. So, just a bit of an idea here, because I've got these four reps um, up front here, who uh, represent a few different organisations. But I just want to, as well, get you to stand, even though, because I know there's many of you out here they are also involved serving over summer. So if you just quickly stand, that would be great if you were involved serving, because not just young adults, who go, Peter and Marion serving at Red Frogs, which is awesome, and uh, we had a fair few crews. So as well as these guys and these guys, just a, bit of a round of applause for those who served over the summer. Thanks guys, Uh, appreciate that. Again, we're really proud as a church and again, as I said from the top, uh, serving God is actually um, not just when we go away in summertime and and do Red Frogs and things. this is what God's called us to do every day. Today is just an opportunity and we talked about this as a ministry team uh, uh, last year when we had the opportunity in November, Um, if you remember we had um, Rob and uh, Miranda and a few others um, that shared uh, about uh, what they're doing uh, talks a little bit about things that we could be praying for, and what again, what we're wanting to do tonight is just hear some, hear some stories and hear some reflections from these guys. And so then, for those who stand up here, they also represent uh, many of you that weren't able to uh, obviously share, but the stuff that uh, I know God's been doing in and through you that's really significant. See, the thing is, when we serve God, it's actually really transformative. And it, personally, we can experience something, but it's also something that can share amongst our community, and uh, and tonight that's what we're wanting to do. So uh, something I know is true, like I said, I've been involved with Red Frogs for a number of years, is when we are out of our comfort zone, when we actually uh, step out, and when we're intentional, like these guys were, like many of you were, like we should live our lives in faith when we step out, when we sometimes have to talk to a stranger, when we talk to our neighbour, when it's convenient to maybe just sort of pass quickly so they don't pretend they don't see us but sometimes things happen that we don't expect and you're going to hear that from these guys this morning um we uh, had uh, alex and, and lucy and, and joey uh, and well as someone who's been serving puppy New guinea for over three years shared and they shared about stuff in them that was unexpected stuff that they didn't see was going to happen and, and that's powerful and i encourage you uh in, in your lives as well when you do so whatever that looks like you every day, serve on mission, long term, short term, that these aren't just little uh, holiday networks that you just move on and go back to reality, it's meant to be an opportunity for you to share amongst your community, amongst uh, others, uh, because that, that, what has happened in you, that transformation is for everyone, and it's a chance for us to give glory to God, and that's what we're doing tonight. So really, in a snapshot, we just want tonight to be about giving glory to God and for these guys sharing about what God did. What God did on the, in these different parts of Victoria um, and what God did uh, amongst the team. Because we're really, again, really proud of this church. The fact that we had over 40 people serving in different uh, organisations, I think it was about um, nine, ten uh, different uh, areas that we went to, a lot of coastal towns, and uh, as Rob will share a bit later, some stuff in Ballarat as well. So tonight um, we've got Rob who's going to be sharing a bit around um, what he did with uh, Scripture Union in Ballarat. We've got Alex Donaldson who's going to share about Phillip Island, which is awesome. We've got Lucy Prudhoe who's going to share about her team and SU with Mallacoota and Joey. He doubles up this guy. He was involved with Red Frogs at Rye and also um, Scripture Union at Tidal River, which is cool. So really um, stoked to have these guys here. So I might start um, with you, Joey. Uh, and one of the things that we talked about this morning in Morning Church is about what God what God did amongst the team, what you are a part of. Obviously, you were a part of Mission Red Frogs and SU, but I'd love for you just to share a little bit about what you saw happen and what God did through you and the team.
2: Awesome. Yeah, I had two awesome opportunities over the holidays, over the summer, to be able to serve. So the first was at Red Frogs down at Rye. So incredible team down there. We spent a week serving the schoolies and Um, yeah it was a big week we we started off with like a festival and there was like 10,000 schoolies on the peninsula it was chaotic and uh, a good way to ease into it so that was um, yeah it was just a solid week but in contrast but also really beneficial I um, went down to Wilson's Prom Tidal River to serve there with the team it's my first time doing that and uh, I didn't know what to expect so we packed up the truck and all that we went down the road, three hours down the road and um, yeah, we got down there, set everything up, really excited to be able to serve the young people with the, the team there, and it took us about two days to set up, I think, and then the next morning, well, we actually had one opportunity, we had a carnival kind of thing, like creating the hype, getting the kids keen for, uh, yeah, getting into the program and that sort of thing, so that was really exciting, and then the next morning we wake up, and there was just an eerie feeling, and we found out it was, positive cases in the camp and that meant that we had to change plans a bit so we ended up um, cancelling program for that day and trying to figure out what to do so I think it was a pretty hard moment for all of us because we prepared our hearts and we prepared our content and we came into the week expecting it all to run smoothly but it doesn't always so uh, yeah it was a hard day of just um yeah disappointment but also just realizing that regardless of what happens, God will always work through it and that we can work as a team. And uh, the next day, or well, overnight, we had huge storms that came through the prom. If you've ever camped there, you might have experienced it. We had 100-kilometre gusts that ripped through the valley. And um, it was, yeah, not much sleep that night, lots of tent pegging and all that kind of action, just to keep everything down. But the next day, we're having brekkie prayer time, and we hear a few marquees, they topple over and snap, and we are like, oh. So we rush out, try and pack everything up. It takes about seven hours and we get everything back on the tracks and back to Melbourne. And in the moment, you just got adrenaline pumping and everyone's just going flat out, like, working hard. And you're just like, why is this happening? Like, why now? Like, oh, my God. But looking back at it, we're thinking of what we would have been doing at that time. We would have been running programs for the kids uh, or we could have been sleeping or we could have been a lot of other things. And we realised, like amongst that we could still be safe and we could still bond together as a team and by God's grace we're able to actually go down the week after and camp out as a team and we were able to hang out and really bond as a group I've been able to do that a few times since we've been able to hang out and I don't think that would have happened if we didn't have that opportunity to work together and really um, you know go through that that difficulty but then bond together as a team and I think Lucy
1: probably has something similar but that's great, yeah. Joey. And I, and I think that's what uh, we're really wanting to draw tonight again. We, we talk about uh, the fact that we serve God's transformative power. And often it's in these unexpected moments where things like we, our expectations or our idea of how things are going to go, as you mentioned, Joey, it didn't. So I would love Lucy as well. You've got similar experiences where... Serving, you know, everyone's pumped up, but sometimes things don't always go well. And you've obviously got a, a bit of a history, a bit of a story, especially that town, Malacuta, which is really close to your heart. If you could share, that would be amazing.
3: Yeah, so as Mark said, I'm Lucy, um, and it was my fourth time in Malacuta Theo's first time directing. Um, and as many of you probably know, Malacuta suffered through the 2019 2020 bushfires, so a couple of years ago now, but um, yeah, our team was there for the fires to the very end, till came, Anna Hobbs as well was there and yeah, basically it I mean as I said, our whole team is actually returning members pretty much. So year after year we still keep coming back and I think I was speaking to the um, pastor of Malacuta and she was saying how Malacuta is a year behind um, in like dealing with the trauma like a local psychologist is saying because of the lockdowns and whatnot and the strain that's put on the town, they're actually a year behind kind of healing with that. And I think even our team as well, not only is the town still a healing, we are as well as a team. You know, we were there um, and the sky was dark and all the day, and in the evacuation centre for hours on end. So I think this shared trauma with the town has really, I know it's a bond that can't really be broken. So really, I was saying to some of the local kids, like, oh man, like, you guys are locals now because, you know, you went through that with us. And so I think... Yeah, creating a space where we can come and still kind of continue to heal with that. I was kind of, all of us have kind of moved on. We come back here and go to uni, but the town's still, like, it's still quite burnt. People are still living in on-site vans. So I think I was quite humbled, um, yeah, I guess about my experience. I think I'd kind of shopped it aside. but I think as a team, we kind of spent a lot of time this year kind of processing that, revisiting sites um, and kind of chatting about it a little bit more with the church and with the locals and kind of... Um, yeah, encouraging them. In that.
1: That's so good. Again, um, there's some stuff there that I'd love you to share a, a bit later on, especially with on, on team and some of the stuff. That a part of. Thanks, thanks, Lucy. We we'll might hear from Alex, and yeah, uh, if you can share about what you've been a part of uh, the last couple of years, especially yeah, with red frogs. So
4: this is my this was my second year doing schoolies at Red Frogs. I absolutely loved both of them. If you haven't done it, you I think about what I love about frogs I think I love them for all different reasons but the one thing that I always come back to is that it's the small moments, the big moments are great when they come, when a big revelation happens or a big miracle happens but for me it's the small moments so where God is in the bus, God is on, in the walk home, God is in the toilet blocks, they have a lot of parties around the toilet blocks for some reason we don't know why and <laughs> I think what I always take away from that is that it's kind of the exact same in life. Like, God is in the big just as much as in the small, and he's in the small just as much as in the big. Um, And as an example of that, it's like the community. It's us getting around each other. And schoolies is a very tiring week. And one thing that I always loved that we did was, I don't know if anyone's seen the TikTok, but (laughs) it's like... Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. And we just sing that every time before we went frogging. And it was just, it was great. It was such a time. Um, and another thing is we also had this guy. He wasn't a Christian, but he was really in love with this song, Reckless Love. He'd only heard... <laughs> And he'd never heard it before, other than adult frogs. And then every single time he saw a red frog, he's like, guys, we need to sing this, everyone. And all the frogs, like if you went anywhere, Reckless Love was being sung all throughout the island. Oh, that was really fun. And then I guess, also oh, I have another story. So I, it's more a learning lesson for me, I would <laughs> say. So it was a Sunday night. It was the second night of school. So I'm driving home, I just finished. It's about 3 a.m. at this point. 3 a.m., keep, keep the time going, it's 3 a.m. And you know, I'm really, really tired, right? And I'm driving home and then I'm like, like, you know, so tired. And I see a police car. And I'm talking like sirens, flashing lights, the whole situation is going on. And then, I, and then I'm like, okay, do I keep driving if I'm being pulled over? Yeah, no. Um, so then I pull over. And then, I mean, I've seen American movies. Like, I think, aren't you meant to get out of the car? Apparently, you're meant to stay in the car when you get pulled over. No. I think (laughs) When they taught us that in school, I think I was on an excursion or something. I was away. I missed that lesson. So what happened was, I was like, all right, I have two options here. I'm going to get out of the car and be like, oh, good evening, officer, what seems to be the problem here? (laughs) oh, I could do the second option. (laughs) Spoiler alert, I took the second option. So I get out, I'm almost in tears, and I'm like, I'm a red frog, and my hands go up, and uh, the hands are in the air, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm just a red frog. And I was like, oh, I'm going to jail. Um, I was like, this is not going to look good. Red frogs in the media. If I I go to jail, I don't want to go to jail. But then... Luckily, the, he was like, "Okay." I was like, "Can I go?" He's like, "Okay." And then he told the whole police force to to look out for my car and to look out for the red frog, who was really sad and put her hands in the air.
0: <laughs> so,
4: yeah, funny times. Lesson learnt: stay
0: in the car.
1: So good, Alex. Love that story. Um, gold in that. Absolute <laughs> gold. So, Rob, uh, I know last year we you were able to share a bit about what you guys did in Ballarat. You weren't at uh, some of the coastal towns like these guys. But you went into Ballarat and, uh, yeah, just uh, just talk through, just for those who may not, as a refresher, about what you guys were doing in Ballarat. That would be great as a team. And uh, what, yeah, what happened?
5: Cool. So we were back in Ballarat for our second year in a row. Um, <clears throat> last year was a fresh thing. It was, like, post-COVID. We couldn't go to Apollo Bay, which is where we're from. That's kind of, like, our team story is, like... Started in Apollo Bay cooking sausages people in a caravan park and like making relationships. And we loved that and it was really great. Um, and then yeah, we couldn't go. Basically we got the big closed door at the caravan park they were like, no nah, we can't deal with you guys, it's too hard with COVID rules. And we were like, oh man, what do we want to do? Um, and so we ended up through discernment and prayer and team thinking and blah blah. We ended up in Ballarat which is where I'm from and where quite a few of the team members were from as well. Um, so all went down to Ballarat. We ended up like doing a mix of like a, a park program where we like created like a space for like kids and families, and also like free food and like reflection on the year because this was post 2020, so it was like people thinking about like the fact it was a crap year or like what their experiences were and blah blah. Um, so we did that, and we also did like a Random Acts of Kingdom ministry where we like got people to nominate people in need that they knew, and we were doing like yard work for them and cleaning their houses and, like, helping them out with food support. And that ministry was, like, really cool. We saw, like, really cool stuff happen. We were like, yes, let's do it again. Um, so this year kind of felt new. <clears throat> we had quite a new team, and a lot of people from here, which was sweet. Um, but, like, the field of the team was completely different. Like, we had like, three returning members, which for anyone who's done, like, a beach mission before, that's kind of, that's a very different vibe. Um, so it was really interesting having a really different team makeup And, um, and yeah we went into the week and it was like really hectic like we decided to put up like a facebook post um advertising what we were doing on like Ballarat community notice board like two days beforehand like that was the strategy it was like two days beforehand like that way people will see in time and then they'll reply in time and they did we had heaps of people nominating themselves and you know i was hearing lots of stories of people's like horrible situations they were in and it was pretty full-on um and, yeah, like, we were going into the week with, like, a few things we knew that were going to happen on certain days, and we kept planning every day. It was like every day we'd wake up and like, all right, today we're doing X, Y, Z. And there was no there was no thinking ahead, really. Like, it was hectic. Um, and, yeah, just, like, trying to pray our way through that and, like, some people who hadn't really done anything like it before. and It was, like, it was a crazy time. Um, and, yeah, like, God worked this year through just, like, deadly practical stuff. Like, we got less time than I would have liked to, like, connect with people in, like, a more tangibly Jesus way, <laughs> at least from my perspective. Um, but we really got to, like, do heaps of stuff. to like, Blitz People's Backyards. We, like, supported, like, 25 households with, like, super-personalised food handles. Shout out to Kate, um, her team for that. That was amazing. Um, like, loving them with, like, something super personal and thought out. Um, Yeah, but it wasn't, we didn't see heaps and heaps of response from people. There weren't a lot of people who said, like, wow, like, why are you guys doing this crazy thing? Like, who could possibly be behind it? Jesus. Like, we didn't have that chat, really. And I was super excited for that chat. And so, yeah, it was really kind of a case for me of kind of, like, unmet expectations, but also, like, trying to have faith in God working in the background. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting week, and it was really good. It was also like, God, what have you got to It's
1: That's great, Rob, and thanks for being honest too about your own personal reflections. But I'm not going to... Uh, I'm going to get you to go pass it on to Joey, but I'm going to get you a bit later just to reflect a little bit is how you reconcile those moments when your expectations aren't met. So we'll do that later. Thanks. So, Joey similar situation I suppose for you around expectations when we're on missions I think sometimes things happen that we don't expect and God does stuff in us I'd love for you to share a, I know we uh, spent a bit of time talking about that I'd love for you to share a little bit around that
2: yeah, cool so I shared a little bit about beach mission but I might share a little story from frogs uh, yeah it was a big week like I said and um, I think it was, it was later on in the week when people were getting a bit more tired and People slowing down a bit, and they're actually coming to their centres a bit more, and you just like have the opportunity to actually be intentional with the schoolies. And I think it was about 1:30 in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. And I see this schoolie, and he's got his hand all cut up, like, 10, years. it's not, it's not pretty. Anyway, so we like quickly get him bandaged up and that sort of thing. And we're like, we got to take him to hospital. So I have my Ute there. It's a one day, it's a one time I have my Ute, and I have my Ute there. So I'm like, all right, let's go, jump in. And we head down the road, we go to the hospital and I'm just sitting in the waiting room for like two, three hours and I'm just sitting there, I'm like, what does this guy need in life, you know, like what is he missing and yeah, you see like his physical ailment was an issue but he had something so much deeper and hurting so much more that he needed so much more in his life and I started off with praying for his hand, and that that would be miraculous healing. But then I was like, God, like His heart is so much more precious, and like, um, yeah, it just brought me back to Jesus on this earth. And like, He wasn't here to just heal people, you know? That was miraculous. That drew people in. But the thing that changed was that He was freeing people from their sins. He was healing people from the etern- yeah eternal pain and suffering. And I just, I just felt so so challenged the rest of that week that i am not just here to be a happy face and a good time because we can find that anywhere in this life but i'm here that i can love on these people in a way that they haven't experienced before and that that love can open up a door for jesus to be in their life a love that they can't find anywhere else and i'm like whoa like dropping that on me in a hospital room like at four in the morning and i um i went back to the house at about 5 a.m and I just saw the sunrise, and I'm just like, whoa, that's not ideal. And, <laughs> and I was just like, it, yeah, I was pretty, pretty shocked, yeah, shook up from just like the whole day and how everything panned out. But I'm just like, God, you're so, you're so gracious and you're so good. And the next day I had to pick up the schoolie uh, to take him for his x-ray and i got him some mac on the way got pranked in the car park that's another story and um <laughs> i got got to the schoolie eventually and i saw him in the morning and he was like oh it's so good to see you and i just saw his face that time when he was just in shock and pain and he was just in hurt and i'm like and comparing that to the next day i'm just seeing his gratitude and his thankfulness so i'm just like thank you God that I could be a part of this and I could help him out that way and uh, yeah, took him to the hospital and he got the all clear and I've been able to contact him a couple of times since which is so incredible that it's not just a one week thing when you're on mission, you know, it's it's a lifetime thing and you can do it anywhere, anytime with anyone and uh, I'm just so grateful that I can continue that now and not just be, um, yeah not just limit it to the calendar but not just limit God to a little time but you know make it a daily thing so yeah that was a really challenging
1: but really cool life lesson for me so yeah thanks joey for sharing and and uh, opening your heart to to him and and even to us tonight that's really encouraging really a real blessing um and uh and challenge so lucy i know that you as well um yeah there's god really stirred your heart too when you're on mission and uh something really close to your heart um, yeah if you're uh, comfortable to share that that'd be great
3: course so um, in at malakuta theo's you know, we run like a youth drop-in center and it's quite a mixed bag of locals and campers from all different backgrounds um and we have two kids actually with special needs um and we have one kid who comes in who actually has pretty much identical needs to my brother same age very similar personality um and yeah he comes in and he's like he's an absolute legend bit of a larrikin everybody loves him he kind of bosses us around at one point he's like Lucy, you need to step up in your role. You're director now. Like you need to tell them what, like what to do. And he's just a very, very encouraging guy. Anyway, so he's just like accepted in our team. He comes to every activity he can, or tries to come to breakfast every morning or we're just slowly waking up. But anyway, so he's welcomed in. But I was talking to his sister one night, and she hadn't seen Theos before. She kind of refused to come in, but she decided to eventually come in. Um, and she was just saying, like, it's so crazy that like you guys just get around him and he's so accepted even by the locals not just team members but locals and campers and she's like at school he's bullied and the teachers aren't very nice and just because he's a little bit difficult in the classroom he's kind of shoved aside and that really stirred something in me because it's I mean that's a very similar experience that my brothers had um, in his school journey and so I think just like I don't know I was reminded of this passage Mark 10 where Jesus welcomes the children and it's just like no come to me and I think we want our Theo Centre to be a space that's welcoming, and the fact that that was able to be achieved, um, yeah, it was really special. So, yeah.
1: and I'm just going kind of to stay there. So, for you though, that how did God impact you through this guy? And obviously, it's it's linked to your family, but for you, how, how did that have? Um, yeah, what did what did God show you through that experience?
3: Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, like, as director, you want to kind of see the center, like, absolutely packed with kids. Um, and with COVID and um, different things, some nights we only had him and his sister. And I think for me, it was really just like, I don't know, you know, God brings in who he wants to that center and, like, wants you to reach out to, even if it's just one person. I think I was really humbled in that way because I think, I was like, oh, usually we have people, the pool tables and the tennis tables and it's packed, but we just had, like, this one kid hanging out with us. So I think just, like, mission isn't just about, like, the numbers and kind of, you know, entertaining people. It's really just, like, reaching even just, like, one person and making them feel loved. Because every year he, like, was messaging our team, like, weeks leading up, oh, you're coming to Malacuda? Are you here? Like, I've arrived. I'm waiting at the centre. Have you guys set up yet? And just, like, the fact that he, like, looks forward to that all year. It's not just a two-week thing for him. So,
1: yeah. want well, what a blessing that you guys are faithful to that encouraging. I think the uh, one person is really symbolic and significant. And I know Alex You've got a, a story, uh, if you're comfortable to share that. I think that sounds really fitting and just wonderful that in amongst all the crowds, that often God gives us the ones.
4: So I, I think it was like the fourth night of schoolies, it was the third or fourth night, or maybe it was fifth, it was one of those nights. And basically we were on the beach, we were on the foreshore, like team just you know frogging out frogging just doing all these frogs and then my tl shout out to maddie you're you're an amazing tl team leader um and so she gets a call or someone saying that we are called into a yellow and if you haven't done schoolies a yellow situation is like it's not too bad it's not really urgent but it's also not green it's not good so you should probably go so we start getting in the car. And on schoolies, in between the time you're called you don't, and the time you get there to the situation, you don't really have too much time. Like, it's, it's quite like, let's go, here we go, starting to mentally prepare from the second you get called into it. So, you know, we don't know too much, but we're driving there. Maddie's, like, telling us, like, what we're probably going to expect, et cetera. And we get there, and it's this girl who is really, really drunk. She's really confused, she's overwhelmed, she doesn't really know what's going on and we start talking to her and her friends a little bit and we find out that she's struggling with an eating disorder at the time and the reason why this is I guess probably a big moment for me when I think about the big moments because for the first few nights of school well I've struggled with this also in the past and like, up until frogs, i have been doing so, so well with it. Like, literally, it was not an issue at all. And then for some reason, the first few nights of frogs, that was when it started, you know, coming up again. And it was also worse at night, which is when we'd go frogging, which is a great coincidence, great timing. And I guess one thing on frogs that we do talk about is that you're not there as a psychologist. You're not there even if... Are a trained psychologist, you're not there for that reason. You're there to be a positive peer presence. But don't worry, everyone, the story gets really exciting from me. Um, so then I started, um, you know, talking to her, um, not sharing my experience at all, um, but just, you know, asking her how she is, etc. And basically, she just grabs my hand and she's just like, just don't leave me, don't leave me, just please, I don't want to be alone, I feel alone. And in that moment, I feel like it really reminded me that I feel like whenever we're going through something, um, like no matter what it is, no matter what you're going through, we can always, we can, we can tend to feel alone sometimes. And I guess when I really think about this whole situation and me just saying, I'm not leaving you, I'm not leaving you, we're here, we're not going to leave you. I think God taught me so much from this. For example, God doesn't. All the prepared, He prepares the called. And we are all called in some way to whatever we are called to. We're all called to different things, and that's amazing. And I guess those three first three nights when I was struggling, I was like, how is God going to use this? Like, this is not going to help me in any way. But then when I talked to that girl and she was telling me about her story, I was like, oh, you know when you have a light bulb moment and you're like, oh, that's it, there we go, here we go, and I was so excited, Um, just to, uh, I realised that, okay, I can kind of see a little bit of me in her, and obviously everybody's experience is different, but I was like, okay, I'm meant to be here, like, I'm meant to be with helping this school week, Um, yeah, and that was so great, and it kind of also taught, taught me that, God can use our storms to help other people through theirs. And really, at the end of the day, like, people, we just need people. Like, people, even just saying, like, here works so many wonders. And, yeah, it was just a really big moment. And I was very grateful for God for it. Absolutely. Um,
1: We're grateful to God for for that um, moment you got to, to share with her, That's really powerful. Thanks, Alex. We really appreciate your honesty and sharing your story as well. And uh, yeah, that's that's um, that's amazing. Thank you, um, Rob. I mentioned before um, with you and just being able to to reconcile it in, in a way that your expectations weren't met, and for you, you know, you are someone that you know, you're really yeah you're wanting to see something happen in conversations or what you were, what, how, how, have you, how have you gone since then? Like, obviously, that was a while back. What, what have you... What's some things that you've been processing? What's God showing you? I'd love to tell you I have a super spiritual answer
5: and I have all the answers, but I don't. Like, I'm three months later. Three months? I'm not three months later. I'm about a month later. It feels like ages. Yeah. Um, yeah. gosh. <laughs> it's COVID. Um... I'm about a month later, and I don't really feel like I've gotten anywhere. And honestly, I, I think I should have probably organised more times to like reflect with people. It's very helpful for me. But I think mostly I just feel, I feel a tension between God working in small things and that's amazing, and did we get it wrong? Um, and I think that's been a really big reflection for me, because I maybe like some other people, like, I have a quite a strong view of, like, free will. I'm like, people have strong free will. God gives people strong free will. And I feel like, you know, because we're free, we've been designed as free-willed creatures that, you know, we can get things wrong. Look at the world. People have gotten things wrong. Um, and I, yeah, and I believe that it's possible that as a team, or as directors even, that we just, I don't know, we just might not have done the right program. Like, why is it that the last four years underneath like, the, kind of the matronage of like, um, Laura Weatherall, who was like our, our mother, she was amazing, and she ran the team, and it was her ideas, and it was her heart. And we all got around under her, like, and it was amazing with her. And we all kind of came in like, kind of one heart, and we were all kind of, kind of crazy, kind of charismatic Christians, and it kind of all made sense together. Um, I think we might have tried to take that and, like, kind of apply it to, like, a different group of people who might not have gone along with that in the same way and trying to take the same program and apply it to, like, different people in a Ballarat context that we didn't understand yet. And maybe that's why God didn't seem to work in such a spectacular way. Maybe we were trying to do too much at once. Um, We didn't have the hearts or the room to kind of have room for people and for the people to, you know... um, respond to us and for us to respond to them I'm not sure Um, but I also know for sure that God did really cool stuff but really quiet stuff like I remember distinctly remember one thing which is really cool where one of our team members um, who goes here um, spent like three hours in a conversation with a lady Um, and just a lady who was just lonely and it just happened to be that her and the team member Everything in common, and so they could have a three or three and a half, like a three and a half hour long conversation. Um, and afterwards, the team member was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm exhausted. That was terrible." But like, and no, like she, this this person avoided the topic of God wholesale. So I'm like disappointed, cause I'm like, "Oh, but they didn't talk about Jesus." But I'm like, they got to have a three and a half hour long conversation. Like, wow, like she got to be so loved and many other things like that happen as well um, but I think I'm still stuck between those two things and I don't really know yet
1: it's a great way to finish, <laughs> it really is no, it really is and I'll uh, I'll sum up in a second but thank you guys it's really powerful, I appreciate uh, I'm sure everyone has tonight I appreciate what you guys have shared as individuals but also within your team and we, we share that as a church, we get to play a part and we've been praying and sending you guys out and really, down really stoked. Um, so I'm going to pray um, in a second, but I, I think it's really important, just in summarising a little bit, I think one thing that I know for sure, and like I said, I've been involved in you know, serving red frogs, and i been as a, as a Christian for almost 20 years now, and one thing that I do money back guarantee that whenever you serve God, unexpected stuff happens. And it's actually okay to sometimes be in a place where Rob is... Asking questions going I did this and I don't know if it worked I'm not sure what happened there I had that conversation and was I helpful was I not that's okay that's a good that's a place that that it's, it's okay with God you know God is a God of mission He is at work sometimes we think that we are the ones that need to drum stuff up that we have to all of a sudden create something I love even with what Rob said and what these guys are doing in a lot of ways sometimes they're just experimenting that's okay and I encourage all of us in our, in our faith, in our conversations with our neighbours, with our friends you know, sometimes you've just got to experiment whatever that looks like okay? it might be talking to someone that you think oh gee they look a bit scary obviously you've got to be sensible about that but sometimes we've just got to step out of our comfort zone and have a conversation and it's okay and you know what, it might lead to anything You know, you might do that this week doesn't mean that you're going to be up here at church and just talk about how they came to faith and you bring them so often that doesn't happen but that doesn't mean that we don't do that that is that is what, uh, living by faith, that is by being led by the spirit it looks like that we experiment that we, you know, we're not unwise but we, we don't shrink and worry and fear and I think one thing, and it's my closing comment, that we can easily shy away, the last two years especially, it's easy to in a way think oh we've got to be socially distanced from, from every single person which again there is the right thing to do but god gives us opportunities and when we do have those i encourage you to step into those i want to pray and uh, acknowledge god's work um, because that's who does the work and that's really important let's pray father god we just thank you that you're a god of mission and this is your idea this is who you are that you are sending god we just thank you tonight for these stories that have been an encouragement. We thank you that in places um, that we serve, if it's down the coast or if it's in um, regional Ballarat, that you are at work in people's lives. That you bring your healing power in ways that sometimes we don't understand. It is a mystery and that's okay. It doesn't change that you are God and that you are powerful and that you are a God that continues to work just thank you that you are at work and we want to partner in that. We want to continually, as a church, be ascending church and and, um, just be led by your spirit. And it's good. Thank you, God. Amen.
0: We can give these guys a round of applause. Thank you. Thanks, guys.